0: Hi, welcome to Teach Me Biology, our revision podcast for A-level biology students. I'm Rhea Corbett. And I'm Sarah Matthews.
1: Hi, I'm Rhea Corbett. I'm a former science teacher with Biology Specialism, and on Teach Me Biology, I am teaching my co-host and little sister, Sarah Matthews. Biology A-level, topic by topic, to hopefully provide you, our lovely listeners, with an audio revision resource.
0: Yes, we hope that you incorporate us into your revision and as a part of your learning journey. Dip in and out, listen to the episodes on your weaker topics or use us as your audio biology bible. Whatever you need us for, we're here.
1: Okay, episode 75, The Nerve Impulse. All right, so we've done our little sort of Energy and the ecosystem section that's kind of done. We are going back now to look at the nervous system. So, we've done a little section like quite a while ago now, but like in terms of episodes, probably about four or five episodes ago, where we looked at do you remember the reflex arc? I do, and receptors, yes, like photoreceptors and things like that. Do you remember that in the eye and all that? So, we're carrying on from that section now. Okay, and we're talking about nerve cells, neurons, the structure of them and how they work in terms of passing impulses along them. All right. So I'll just go through what we're going to cover today. The structure of a myelinated motor neuron, the establishment of a resting potential in terms of the differential membrane permeability, electrochemical gradients and the movement of sodium ions and potassium ions, And we're going to talk about changes in membrane permeability that lead to depolarization and the generation of an action potential. All right. So those are the things that we're going to talk about today. And this will lead into next week's episode where we move on and talk about the passage of that action potential throughout a nerve axon. So like I say, this is like a, a section of this topic and it will lead directly into next week's episode as well neurons nerve cells what do you remember about them
0: there's reflex reactions yes and they happen automatically from the spine yeah and then there's ones where you think about them and react
1: yeah so they're like voluntary yes actions voluntary yeah, because, involuntary and they all involve neurons mm. well done do you remember any of the names of the neurons in the in the in those particular pathways no so do you remember like sensory neurons motor yeah. neuron yeah yeah, yeah yeah yeah
0: yeah
1: yeah the sensory neuron leads from the receptor to the spinal cord or the central nervous mm-hmm. system and then you'll have like a relay neuron which is like passage of that through the spinal cord then the motor neuron leads to the effector which is what is going to carry out the response so something simple like touching something hot you've got your sensory neuron telling your spinal cord to decide what to do and then the motor neuron sends the message to the hand, like move your hand away from the hot thing, you know, yeah. drop it, whatever. So drop it like it's hot. drop it like it's hot. The job of these cells is to carry electrical impulses. And that's important that they are electrical impulses that are being carried from one place to another in your body. So from your hand to your brain, from the brain to the muscles in your arm or something, you know, it's got to be from one place to another. And they're specialised cells. Okay, So they still have the same features of a cell that you'd expect them to have, but they look different and they behave different because they've got a special job to do. And they're is this one best.
0: where it looks like a, like a centipede?
1: Yeah. yeah, it looks a little bit like that. So we have got a picture of a nerve cell or a neuron on teachmescience.co.uk if you want to have a look at it. You can see the structure of a neuron here. Now you've got your normal cell body. So the cell body is the bit that has all the dendrites coming off it the dendrites are going to connect to other nerve cells like that. So you see at the other end where it says the axon terminal, that would then attach to the dendrites of another nerve cell and they make those connections so they can pass the neuron, the the sort of impulse along. But you'll see that the cell body has a cell membrane, it has cytoplasm, it has all the normal features of a normal cell. Okay, it has lots of endoplasmic reticulum because it has to make lots of different proteins to help send messages and different neurotransmitters, but allow messages to pass from one to another. So there's loads and loads of jobs that that particular cell body needs to do. And then you've got the axon, which is basically the long fibre that comes away from the cell body. The axon itself is made up of like different sections. So you can see it's called a schwann cell. They are Special sections, layers of myelin. Myelin sheath. Myelin sheath, exactly. So myelin is like a lipid structure and it forms and it wraps around the axon and it causes like insulation of the electrical impulse. Absolutely rich in this like lipid myelin stuff. And it basically just makes sure that that electrical impulse follows the path along the neuron and doesn't fly off anywhere else.
0: At uh, the node of Ranvier. The node of
1: Ranvier, yeah. So that's not insulated. So the nodes of Ranvier, they are gaps in the neuron mm-hmm. that don't have any myelin sheath. Basically, the impulse jumps from myelin bit to myelin bit over the node of Ranvier, Ends up at the axon terminal where it then gets passed to another neuron. So that sheath is massively important, hugely important. The more myelin there is, the, the faster that impulse will pass. And the lack of myelin sheath or the the deterioration of myelin sheath on neurons is what can lead to lots of different neuro diseases. So things like multiple sclerosis... That's because you ain't got myelin? It's because the myelin sheath deteriorates and the impulse can't pass along the neuron as rapidly or at all in some cases Mm. because the neuron isn't insulated so the impulse will just fly off anywhere. It doesn't flow down the neuron it will just leave the neuron and go somewhere else. And that will actually then cause huge issues with any kind of coordination between the different parts of the body. So if you wanted to stand up and the neurons are affected that allow you to do that, then you won't be able to stand up, you know, just things like that. And that's why multiple sclerosis does end up being quite serious in terms of just movement, like, you know, mobility and things like that. Do you remember our episode on receptors yes do you remember me talking about mechanoreceptors so like skin if you push on it if you push on it it makes a little dent it makes a little dent and it opens sodium channels but you need to push
0: down hard enough for you to actually feel it
1: exactly so do you remember we talked about how like the receptor itself becomes affected in such a way that it opens sodium channels like there's all sodium ions outside the membrane and if you stretch the membrane too much with the pressure it opens those sodium channels and the sodium can flow in and that if enoughs flow in past a certain threshold that that starts off the impulse mm-hmm. the actual neurons themselves work in a very similar way if a neuron isn't being used it's at rest it's not transmitting an impulse of any kind then it is at in a resting potential so i'm going to talk through what a resting potential is now very similar to what we talked about with the receptors axons so the actual axon bit the, the fiber bit they are very similar to receptors in the sense that they are polarized so polarized meaning that there are different charges in different places So there's more positive ions on the outside of the axon membrane than on the inside. So that's polarised. Really positive on the outside and then quite negative on the inside. And that difference in charge creates a potential difference. So it creates an electrochemical gradient. Okay, so you've got this sort of charge gradient so that it's more positive on the outside more negative on the inside. So you've got like an electrochemical gradient that is created and that is actually maintained, that kind of thing. Okay? Mm -hmm. It's important that we sort of just refer back to, when we do this, refer back to the membrane itself. Do you remember the phospholipid bilayer that we talked about? Yeah? There are different transport opportunities through a membrane. So you could go through the phospholipid bilayer, you could go through... Channel proteins or you can go through carrier proteins and depending on what type of particle is trying to move through the membrane will depend on which method it uses whether it be just be normal diffusion facilitated diffusion or active transport remember ions and the ones we're going to be talking about today sodium and potassium they're charged particles so they cannot go through the phospholipid bilayer so they cannot just fit between those phospholipids because they're charged and water soluble Mm -hmm. remember that you've got to be lipid soluble to go through the bilayer their normal way of going through is through facilitated diffusion just through a channel protein so there'll be a protein for sodium there'll be a protein for potassium and that that will open and then it'll just Allow it to pass through from a high concentration to a low concentration through whether it be out or in of the membrane, in or out of the cell. So it's facilitated in the sense that it just needs to go through one of those channels. And then there's also active transport. There is such a thing as a sodium potassium pump, and we kind of talked about it a little bit when we talked about the transport of glucose, where sodium moves out as potassium moves in a cell. That's like a sodium potassium pump, and that is used here as well. But that is done via active transport. So that would need a carrier protein for that particular thing. These sorts of methods that we've just talked about there and we've sort of gone over just from sort of basic membrane stuff and transport stuff, maintains this resting potential, keeps more sodium outside than inside. One of the things that maintains this is just the fact that the sodium-potassium pump, when it puts sodium outside the cell and potassium inside the cell it always puts three sodiums outside for every one potassium inside. Does that kind of make sense? Mm-hmm. That kind of keeps that more positive outside than inside mm-hmm. because you've got three positives going out and only one going in. A lot of the time you would then think, well, if there's more sodium outside, surely that would just diffuse back in through a just a normal concentration gradient. But it can't because sodium-gated channels are kept shut so that that can't happen. So your normal sort of facilitated diffusion pathways are blocked and the active transport is constantly putting three out. One in. While one potassium goes in. So there's loads of ways here of just maintaining that resting potential, potential gradient, potential difference that just keeps that particular nerve at rest. If a stimulus above the threshold in a receptor is detected then that will get passed to the neuron and that will create what is called an action potential. So an action potential is the start of that electrical impulse moving along the nerve. Okay, so it's coming from the receptor. So again, like if it's like a pressure receptor, like we talked about, then if there's enough pressure or enough pain or enough whatever, then enough ions will flow into the receptor to start off. A generator potential, which if it passes the threshold, will start that action potential in the nerve cell. Does that make sense? Mm. Yeah. Now, what happens for that? So I'll just read it as is from here. It causes a temporal reversal of the charges either side of that particular part of the axon membrane. So let that sink in a minute. A temporal reversal of the charges either side of the axon membrane. So it basically is saying potassium is going to be allowed to enter the axon as opposed to stay outside instead of it being more positive on the outside it's going to become more positive on the inside and that is going to create depolarization of the axon
0: if that goes in does anything else have to come out
1: there's a lot of to and fro in in this process but no not necessarily okay so the axon is going to become depolarized because actually there isn't going to be that difference in positive and negative in your normal resting potential your potassium channels are open but your sodium channels are closed remember i just said that so it can't just naturally diffuse through the stimulus from the receptor causes those sodium channels to open so the sodium channels which are normally closed within that membrane will open so sodium can start to flow so remember it's normally outside the axon membrane it will open and then the sodium starts to flow into the axon that so comes into the actual like nerve cell itself what will happen is the inside will become more positive and um, so we're reversing the charge the inside becomes mm-hmm. more positive positive. and if it reaches forty millivolts of positive volts basically then the sodium will then close so the sodium will close and the potassium opens an action potential is the sodium going into the axon and basically saying, right, so instead of it being positive on the outside, it's going to start to be positive on the inside. And that is kind of like creating an electrical charge in the axon. And yeah?
0: that's what goes down the melee, I And
1: Yeah, and that's going to be passed along. So each section of the membrane is going to have this happen to it. So it's going to depolarize that little section
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then it will pass it on to the next bit. And that bit will become polarised again and it will go back to resting.
0: All the way along the And then axon. it gets past
1: to the next bit and past the next bit. Now, that bit there that I'm talking about, the passing of it, that's the passage of it is going to be covered next episode. So, all I want to cover today is just how that little section becomes depolarized okay. in the first place. Is that okay? Mm-hmm. And then it has to go back to resting. Within to seconds, rest in. it goes back to resting again. So, as I said, if it reaches about sort of 40 millivolts positive, 14? Forty for forty. The sodiums closed and the potassiums open, and the potassium starts to diffuse out. What will happen is it's start, it's trying to repolarize. It's trying to go back to pop more positive on the outside. And sometimes what will happen is, and we'll see this on the graph, it can sometimes overshoot, and the inside of the axon might actually become more negative than it's usually is, and that will then cause the potassium to close, and then the sodium potassium pump just kicks back into gear and starts pumping out the sodiums so that it goes back to normal again. Let's have a look at this on the diet. What if you
0: ran out of sodiums?
1: Well, you know what I was gonna say to you, this is why minerals are so important. You know in your diet, how we talk about how you gotta have like the seven food groups and one of them is vitamin and minerals. And we say that's just to keep your body healthy. This is it, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like sodium, potassium. If you don't have those things in your body,
0: you're you wouldn't be able have, to
1: move. When you have bouts of illness where like, you have diarrhoea or vomiting, you should always rehydrate with electrolytes because you need those salts in your body. A sport body. drink. Sometimes, sometimes that. But there are lots of rehydration things that you can use. I know like growing up, pie was always made to drink dioralite because it contained rehydration things. And it's because those minerals are so important to you.
0: So if i ran out of sodiums i wouldn't have the nerves working so yeah. i wouldn't be able to do anything i'd just be stuck paralyzed
1: well it's not necessarily like you wouldn't be able to breathe like it's not like you wouldn't be able to do those things there would be some available to you but it it would make it diff more difficult you would find things more difficult than normal you know what i mean like your reactions are slower your your body's just not at its peak sort of what it should condish. be condish yeah and this is the sort of thing we're talking about so there is a resource at teachmescience.co.uk for this episode there will be one with the nerve cell there's also one with just the sort of basic resting potential idea and then there's also a really complicated one which has like a little graph shape and it's sort of telling you what's happening at each point in the graph so your normal resting potential and then it goes up and then it goes down a bit too low and then it goes back up to resting again yeah. Yes, I see that. So it's going up because the sodium is flowing into the axon. The yeah, inside is becoming more positive. And then when it gets to the peak, that's because it's reached its sort of 40, is it 40 plus This is got, yeah, about 40. About, yeah. So when it reaches about 40 mm. millivolts, then that is the peak that it will reach. The sodium channels shut, the potassium channels open. And you can see that the the potassium is now leaving the axon, going outside, so it's going down. Mm -hmm. It's losing its positive charge. So we're
0: probably sitting at about minus 75 on a normal day.
1: Yeah, inside the axon. Mm -hmm. Yeah, It's going to go too low, so it's going to go past that red line. So it goes too low because all the potassium is overshooting. It's it's leaving and it's becoming more negative inside. That's when the potassium channels are shut. And the sodium the sodium potassium pump starts working so we start actively transporting the sodium out and the potassium back in so that it goes back to its normal Mm. resting potential with the increased amount of sodium on the outside is that all right yeah we'll see when we get to the questions we'll find out so that's just going to be one small section of the axon so it'll be polarized. So this
0: just happened at every single section. It's gonna happen again, again, again at every little bit of the cell. Every little bit of the axon. Of a melanin.
1: Yeah. Okay. Sheath. So you've just moved your arm. Le sheath. <laughs> He's, <delicious. laughs> <laughs> He's gonna be in um the Harry Potter. I've, seen it. Harry I've Potter? seen it. The Harry Potter?
0: Yeah. Is it good? Three out of ten at Three best. out of ten. Absolute crap.
1: Oh no. It's a load of fertiliser. Is it? But they're never going to be like the Harry Potter films, are they? Mm. So that's just going to be a small section of the axon, and it's going to have that quick like permeability is changing in terms of the what's going in, what's coming out, the electrochemical gradient is shifting, and then that's going to get passed on to the next section, and the next section, and the next section, as it goes down the axon, and then it gets passed to the next. And this nerve. is happening
0: in second, in a second, in Absolutely. a second.
1: Absolutely, doesn't like milliseconds. Right, do you want to try some questions? Right, let's start off with the four marker. Explain how a resting potential is maintained in a neuron. Uh, potassium, sodium. Okay. So the potassium it
0: gets too high and then the sodium pump and potassium pump and then sodium goes. and. So then...
1: just with the normal resting potential, where's the most sodium? Uh, it'll be outside. Outside. Okay. So how is it maintained? Positive, negative charges. Right. So, well... well Sodium is positive and potassium is positive, so there's no movement of any negative charges. It's just like. It lets free out and lets warn in. Okay, right, okay, good. So, where you would just have the normal facilitated diffusion, is that allowed? Uh, no. No. Why? Because it
0: keeps them closed
1: with a gate. Exactly. So, the first marking point is that the membrane is less permeable to sodium, or that the sodium channels are closed. Or there might just be fewer channels. Okay. For that, at that point, okay? So sodium channels are closed, so they can't get in. And then you just said that sodium... the Three out. Three out. One in. Right, three sodiums out, one potassium in. How is that? What process is that that requires energy from ATP? Transport. Active transport. So that is the sodium-potassium pump via active transport through the carrier proteins. Okay? So let's have a look at these answers. So you've got first marking point. The membrane is less permeable to sodium, which means that the sodium channels are closed. Sodium cannot get into the cell, axon. It's kept outside. Second marking point, sodium is pumped out or actively transported out through a sodium ion carrier or an intrinsic protein. So the inside is negative compared to the outside or three sodium ions out for every potassium ion in. The inside is going to be negative compared to the outside, the positive outside. Mm-hmm. Okay, right. Second question requires a resource which you have, and it's the top picture. And you all have
0: as well access to this at uh, teachmescience.co.uk.
1: If you just click on the Google Drive, click on episode 75, and everything that's there will be labelled for 75. Do you want to just read the little bit of text at the top of the picture?
0: The diagram shows the change in the charge across the surface membrane of non malinolated axon when an action
1: potential is produced. Okay. So, describe how the charge shown in the diagram occurs when an action potential is produced. So, you've got the outside and the inside. So, it's going in? Yeah. Why? The gate... Right. Which gate?
0: The potassium, the pump. <laughs>
1: <And then laughs> what is the ion on the outside?
0: What's the ion?
1: What's the ion on the outside? Sodium. Sodium. And why can't it get in? Because it's closed. Because the gates are closed. The channels are closed. An action potential from the receptor. Then it they opens. They open. And then the sodium they go.
0: The sodium flows in. The sodium goes in, and yeah. then the thing comes out to bring it back down.
1: Yeah, so the first part of that, because all it's showing you that is, is, is negative, negative, and then suddenly it's positive, and then it goes back to negative. Oh,
0: that's negative. I just yeah. thought that was just a line.
1: So it's negative charge, <laughs> negative charge, negative. So the inside of the axon is negative, negative, okay, negative. Okay, so this is the suddenly inside and the outside. Positive. So the
0: inside is becoming po- more positive than the outside is. Yes. It's then going back to the way it was before, where the yeah. outside is more positive. And that's then the, right. And the negative is
1: more inside. Exactly. So why does it become more positive? I couldn't the read this diagram, <laughs> but you get it now. Yeah. Yeah. So why is it more positive on the inside after a little? Because all ion? the
0: sodiums going in, and the S- sodium is positive.
1: Exactly. So one marking point: the sodium gates or the channels open, or you're increasing the permeability of the membrane to sodium, so it means it can just go through. Second marking point: sodium ions enter the axon. All right. Yeah. Okay. I've got. Two more questions. They're both using the second resource picture, the one at the bottom with the graph on. Do you want to just read the text that goes with that? During an action potential, the permeability of the cell
0: surface membrane of an axon changes. The graph shows changes in permeability of the membrane in sodium ions and potassium ions during a
1: single action potential. So these are quite simple questions. So the first one says explain the shape of the curve for the sodium ions between 0.5 milliseconds and 0.7 milliseconds three marks so the big arc then for the sodium yeah so why does
0: it go up because so is the ions going up inside or outside the cell
1: so it's talking about the inside of the axon yeah so why is it going up
0: because there's more sodium ions in the cell
1: right why
0: the action potential button so has been a- pressed. The
1: action potential started. So when the action potential starts, what's the first thing to open?
0: The sodium gate.
1: The sodium gates, the sodium channels. <clears> they open. And then sodium all the sodium flows sodiums go rushing in. That makes the axon more... Positive more, on the inside. More positive. Well done. Or we could say it's depolarized. where it reaches a threshold. When that happens, and I think I forgot to say this, actually, the more positive it becomes on the inside the more sodium channels open and the more fly in. Oh, no. Does that make sense? Like, I think I forgot to make that point, actually, in terms of explaining that. The more positive it becomes, the more sodium fly in until it reaches 40 millivolts. And then it stops. And they all shut. And then, second question, during an action potential, the membrane potential rises to 40 millivolts. And then it falls... Use information from the graph to explain the fall in the membrane potential. Because the action is over? So when it reaches plus 40... What it happens actually to... only
0: reaches 30 on here.
1: Oh, that's no, that's permeability. So it doesn't... It's not it got just got on that on there? Yeah, it okay. hasn't got that in there. So what happens when it reaches 40? What happens to the sodium channels? Shut down. They shut. Oh,
0: happens... stop!
1: <laughs> what happens to the potassium? It goes up. It goes up. They open, yeah. Potassium channels open. Potassium starts to flow out. Sodium channels shut. Okay. There's your answer. Got it. Shall I do the round-up? We we are round-up. round-up? Nerve impulses are electrical signals that pass along nerve cells to allow organisms to respond to stimuli. Neuron cell bodies have many extensions called dendrites which connect to other neurons to form a network to pass impulses across the body. Neurons also have a long fibre called an axon. The axon is insulated by a sheath made of a lipid called myelin, made up of the schwann cells that wrap around the axon. Nodes of Ranvir separate the schwann cells and are uninsulated. When an axon is not transmitting an impulse, it is known as resting. This means there is a negative electrical potential inside the axon compared to the outside. This is the resting potential. This is maintained by active transport of sodium and potassium and differential membrane permeability. The sodium potassium pumps use ATP to actively transport three sodium ions out of the axon for every one potassium that is actively transported in. This ensures there is always more positive ions on the outside of the membrane compared to the inside, creating an electrochemical gradient. The gradient leads to facilitated diffusion of the ions, however the sodium channels often remain closed, keeping them outside. The channels are more permeable to potassium, which diffuse out at a faster rate. For nerve impulses to travel along the axon, action potentials occur via reversal in the electrical charge temporarily due to the rapid movement of sodium and potassium across the membrane. When an action potential is stimulated by a receptor, sodium channels open and sodium flows into the axon down their electrochemical gradient. This reduces the potential difference across the membrane, known as depolarisation. This triggers more channels to open, allowing more sodium to enter and further depolarisation the threshold potential is reached and further channels open and many many more sodium can enter causing the action potential very shortly after the sodium channels close and that's when it reaches the 40 millivolts the sodium channels close and the potassium will open the potassium ions will diffuse out of the axon down their gradient this repolarizes the axon hyperpolarization often occurs when the axon becomes more negative than the normal resting potential. The potassium channels close and then the sodium-potassium pump reopens and works to reach the normal resting potential and the axon is repolarized. Got any takeaways?
0: Yes. Now, what I found most interesting from this episode was when we talked about the myelin sheath, yeah, the sheath, and we, we talked about... How if we don't have a lot of it, then the thing just shoots off anywhere, yeah. and that's when people have me- neuro like diseases. neuron diseases. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, that was the most interesting.
1: Yeah,
0: it's about sodiums going in, potassiums coming out, and little bits of the axon along, and uh, resting and not resting. Um, three out, one in.
1: <laughs> Which is it, inside or outside? That's more positive, a uh, resting potential.
0: Uh, so the outside is always going to be more positive than the inside
1: because of the uh, because the gates closed gates um, are closed what ions are on the outside and the sodium's outside Sodium outside and
0: when it opens all the sodium's rush in like they're missing out on something yeah. and then it gets to 40 and it closes yeah and then um potassium, the opens. potassium opens and the potassium goes in out out and then how does it get back to normal again
1: Usually when the potassium opens and the potassium's all flying out, it will hyper repolarize, which means it becomes more negative than it and should. it goes opposite. So that then stops, potassium stops, so then the sodium-potassium pump kicks in. Yeah. So it starts pumping three oh, yeah. out the, the, uh, and the one pump. in. Yeah. So then it can go back to normal.
0: mm mm-hmm.
1: Normal rest of potential. Got it. But that's happening, like, instantly. All of that is happening mm-hmm. instantly, and then that gets passed to the next bit of the axon yeah. and so on. And we'll talk about that next episode okay well done so the wider reading as i said last week is the podcast in defense of plants so whatever podcast app you're using just search for in defense of plants and just have a true look at the episodes and see which ones catch your eye or are of interest to you particularly ones thinking about how plants have developed over time in terms of evolving and natural selection to make them better adapted to their environment they're the key sort of things that are going to be useful to you at a level in terms of just knowing extra stuff that is not in the spec okay
0: if you'd like to contact us you can drop us an email at teachmebiologycast at gmail.com you can find us on twitter at, at teachmebiocast and on instagram at, at teachmebiologycast and if you want to you can buy us a coffee at buymeacoffee.com teachmebiology and we would be very appreciative
1: just to just shout out a couple of people from the buy me a coffee because um, I, I actually can't remember who we thanked and who we haven't so okay i don't know if we talked about anna but anna bought us three teas a while ago the dental hygienist did we talk about her i think so yeah I think we've, we've said about that yeah. barbara bought us three teas she loves our podcast someone bought a tea mysterious very mysterious <coughs> Someone Ooh. bought us two teas. So someone. Someone. Thank you so much. Thank you, someone. Um, with a message that they, they find our podcast useful and it's a great supplement to their study materials and they listen to it while they're walking, which is good. And then somebody called Sharon Kate Turner bought five teas a couple of Ooh. weeks ago. And you guys, thank you so much. You have no idea how much we appreciate messages like that. I mean, it's just the fact that you are willing to give us a little bit of cash for sort of helping you with your studies and stuff thank you so much okay so we had a message from somebody called farhat from the netherlands who says that they were in their last year as a dental hygienist student and this year they've been doing some school subject biology so they can go to uni and that they want to thank us for our amazing podcasts it says it really helps me to a lot to understand the themes i really enjoy it keep up the good work they also said went on to say that they, they love the interaction between us. And when we're laughing, they're smiling Aww. with us. Uh, good luck to you and Sarah with everything you guys are doing. I mean, it's just such such lovely sentiments, How lovely sweet. people. Well done. Thank you very much. Me. Nadia from Brisbane. Thank you for your amazing podcast. Studying for a, an exam to get into medicine degree. Your podcast is making my biology revision really easy. The detail and the explanations is excellent. I love Sarah's song snippets. Oh. If only you could do a similar one for organic chemistry. We get a lot of that, don't we? We get a lot of people saying this is great. I wish you did. I wish there was something Can like it. Can you do it. a physics one, please? Please yeah. do a physics one. I really love Kerry. Kerry on Instagram, wonderful lady. She is living in Greece. She oh. is forty-five, single mom of three. And is trying to make something of herself. She is doing a dietetics course. And she is literally just trying to find ways to revise and learn her biology. So she's saying that um, she searched podcasts on biology. Came came across yours. Really enjoyed listening to that. Very well explained. I feel I actually get it now. We'll listen to it again and and make notes. Because when I was listening to it the first time, I was actually cooking and making a spinach pie. And I look forward to searching more of your podcasts. And then later on, she came back and, and said, because she liked another one of our sto- like stories mm. with another nice message. She said, you're helping everyone worldwide. You two really are awesome. Oh, and you know what? That came through on a day when I was feeling... A little bit low. Feeling a bit low about like a teaching career that I feel like I've had to quit on, basically. Throw to the wayside. Well, in, in sort of a way, yeah. But like, that made me feel amazing. Even though I can't be in the classroom teaching, I can still do this and meet meet a lot of people. And I've got to say, I'm in absolute awe of this lady. Absolute awe. Mm. You go, girl. And then Bud. Hi, Bud. I just discovered your podcast last week. I've been binging your mitosis, meiosis, cell cycle, chromosome episodes. I've literally listened to them five times. I live in America. I'm in college doing pre-nurse courses, going to nursing school, until I discovered your podcast I was completely lost in the biology class since I've been binge listening to your episodes biology is finally starting to make sense for me you two do a fantastic job of explaining these subjects thank you so so much for your assistance and then he said like he came back later and said that he's mentioned it to his biology professor sent her the link to our website and suggested that she sort of tell her the students and she's also told her fellow classmates about it and Thank you for the work you two put out there. It has helped me and so many people. I mean, Jesus, guys, thank you so much for taking the time out to let us know how you're using the podcast. And we just love hearing your stories. Absolutely overwhelmed by the amazing stuff going on out there. Yeah. Really am.
0: Yeah.
1: And people just trying to better themselves in so many different ways and just trying to find ways. And we can just be a little part of that. Then I'm over the moon, mm. and and thanks for taking the time to let us know because it's just amazing. Yep, thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Is that LaBelle? Yep, that was the bell.
0: What has been your favourite episode of the podcast so far? So far?
1: Yeah, so far. I don't know. I'd have to listen back to quite a few of them. What
0: came to mind straight away? Um,
1: probably one of the earlier ones where we were talking about like proteins. And when we talked about dip tide, dip tide, <laughs> stuff like that. I don't know. Oh, I yeah. It really made me laugh. Yeah. And just stuff like that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like
1: early, early podcast episodes. Back
0: in the day. Were really good. Yeah. And then I
1: liked the one where we did um, On Water, because there were so many songs about water. And like, Remember we, we did heart. heart? Yeah. And there were so many Heart songs. I yeah. loved it. Like how many songs can you put in a Fertiliser episode, really? And what about Nerves.
0: I know a song that can get on, your nerves. Know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what about you?
0: Um, my favourite episodes have been... This is like some... We've come to the end. <laughs> Conclusion. Well, we're not far off, been. to be fair. Um, my favourite episodes was when we did the week of, uh, like, uh, vaccinations, AIDS and uh, all that. You remember?
1: Oh, yeah, that was interesting.
0: I loved all that. And my other favourite episode was uh, Tissue Fluid.
1: Is that because it was really difficult and actually you were really proud of yourself for knowing it? No, I just it? thought
0: it was really interesting. Yeah. <laughs> just really liked it. <laughs>
1: and actually that's one of the hardest things to learn. I just felt it was fascinating. Yeah.
0: I tell people about it all the time. Oh, that's because of the tissue fluid in your body. <laughs> that's why your hands are swollen. Oh. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> <laughs> Something called tissue fluid. Look it up.
1: <laughs> anyway, we better go because scary yeah. girls.
0: Yeah, uh, it's... What time is it? It is. Quarter twenty minutes past nine PM at night time.
1: So we're gonna Um, watch the new series of Dairy Girls. New and final series of Dairy Girls. And also, if you haven't watched it or if you want to watch it, there is a show called Hull Raisers on Channel Four BBC, and our cousin is in it. She's an actress. Our cousin is an actress, Sinead Matthews. She is in the show. She's one of the three main people. And she's in lots of stuff. Yeah, is in lots of stuff, and we're going to watch it. And actually, her fiancé... Sam! He's in Bridgerton season two! Sam is in the second season of Bridgerton. So if you've watched the second season of Bridgerton, Mr Dorset, who's in two episodes, is... That's her fiancé. ...is her fiancé. And we're very proud of them,
0: because they
1: do some great work.
0: My name is Sarah Matthews. And
1: I'm Ria Corbett.
0: This has been Teach Me Biology, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye! Bye!